Hello and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Wilcox, and I've spent the last 11 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Tech Champagne. I'm your host, Elisa Wilcox, and today we are talking about Sales 101. I find this to be quite a challenge for a lot of my clients. They come to me, they want to create a course, they want to make improvements on their website, they want to have a mastermind, they want to have all sorts of offers, but they don't exactly know how to sell them. So today I'm going to give you a step-by-step process for selling your offer. Okay, a little bit of background here when we talk about sales before we dig in to the step-by-step process. So I have been in sales since I was 17 years old. Um, and I went to a sales seminar when I was around 18. I was working for a property management company. It was my first real adult grown-up job. And the first thing they did was send me to sales training. So there I was, 18 years old. I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> I was in a room of people who were a lot older than me talking about sales. And there was a woman presenter and she was talking about fear when you are making an investment or making a decision uh, to buy something. So she said at the beginning of her sales journey, she was also very young when she started out, she decided to attend a conference so that she could learn from other people who had been doing it a lot longer than she had. But she was young and she was brand new to her career and she didn't have a lot of money. So she said that she looked up a conference that was near her home. It wouldn't be a huge expense for her to travel. And she would surround herself with people that were much higher level in the sales game. Their careers were well surpassed what she was at in her career. So she thought, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to put this money on a credit card and I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to take a chance. And I'm going to sit with all these people who know a lot more than I do about sales. And I'm going to learn something from someone. It may not be from the instructor. It may not be from the curriculum, but it'll be from someone sitting in that room with me. So she spent money she didn't have to put herself in this conference. She said the contacts that she made there were far more valuable than what the presenter was sharing. And she took that mindset with her throughout her career to do things before you're ready, to invest before you're ready, to take the chance with no guarantees. She really didn't know exactly what she would get out of that conference, but she knew she'd get something. So keep that in mind when we're talking about investing, um, you know, growing our businesses, improving our sales processes, things like that. When you see support in front of you, take it. (laughs) take the support. Okay. So let's flip it around a little bit. Let's talk about sales 101. Let's talk about your conversation that you're having with your clients. If you are someone who has offers ready to go, you've put them out, you've marketed them. In the last episode, we talked about the difference between sales and marketing. So if you need a refresh, (laughs) go back and listen to the last episode. But now let's talk about sales. So if you have an offer and you're putting it out there, you think you're selling it, it, it's not selling. I'm going to give you some advice here. I'm going to share with you step-by-step what I do in my sales conversations. And I guarantee this will help you because I talk to a lot of people during the week and I ask them, 
you know, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? You just left this person hanging and they wanted to invest with you, but you didn't actually initiate that part of the conversation because it's scary, right? That's where the fear of rejection comes in when you're asking for the sale. Okay, here we go. Let's start from the beginning. So let's dig into sales conversations. And this is real-time communication. You can do this over direct message. I've closed high-end clients over direct message many times. This could also be on a discovery call. This could be on a Zoom call. This could be um, you know, any form of real-time person-to-person communication. This is not email. This is not DMs that sit for days at a time. This is real engaged conversation. So if somebody is reaching out to you here and there, asking you questions every few days, say, hey, I would love to chat with you. Let's hop on a call. So that's where we are now. We are on the call. Okay, let's dig in. So I don't use scripts in my sales calls. I don't recommend that people use scripts. When people use scripts, it it sounds like a script. It sounds inauthentic. It sounds like it's not you. It's language someone else wrote for you. And it just feels sticky and I'm not into it. It's not a vibe for me. But there are some questions that I do keep on hand that I have learned from other salespeople and the scripts that they use. So you really have to incorporate the communication and the language that feels good to you and is authentic to what you would say. Okay, so someone is on a call with me. We've talked about what it is that they need. So I'm going to ask them questions to evoke open-ended responses. I'm not going to ask a bunch of yes-no questions. Do you have a website? Yes. Are you a coach? Yes. (laughs) How long have you been in business? Five years. Okay, great. This is not getting me the information that I need to have in order to have a successful sales conversation. So I'm going to ask them things like, what's missing in your business? What prompted you to start your business? What sort of day-to-day lifestyle would you like to have? I want to really connect with them and learn about them. So if you're on a sales call, you should allot maybe 30 to 45 minutes because there's going to be a lot of energy exchanging if you're doing your job as a salesperson. So I'm going to ask these questions that will evoke open-ended response. I'm sorry, I'm going to ask open-ended questions that evoke pretty extensive responses from the other person. And there's some key questions that I'm going to do that I'm going to include here as well. I'm going to, first of all, with these questions, I'm going to repeat back what they said in my responses so they know that I'm listening and they feel heard because that's really important for people to feel heard and taken care of. So there's a couple key questions I'm also going to ask. One of them, and if you're somebody who takes notes, I want you to write down these three questions. They're pretty good ones. Number one, what specifically are you struggling with? I want specifics here. I want to know, and you know, my clients are going to be different from your clients are going to be different from someone else's clients. So what are they struggling with? Here's some examples. Maybe they're struggling with health stuff. Maybe they can't sleep. Maybe their hormones are out of whack. Maybe there's financial stuff. They don't have enough money. Maybe their income varies so much month to month that they can't plan and they can't relax and it's causing a lot of stress. Maybe they're struggling with their sales funnels. Maybe they don't know how to set them up. Maybe the ones I do have set up are not producing. Maybe they are struggling with relationships within their families, within their friendships. Those are all specific struggles that people have. So if someone says to you, I'm just stressed all the time. Okay, you got a little, you got to dig a little bit deeper. So your job as a salesperson is to dig deeper and get to the root of what they're actually struggling with. Okay, number two. 
I love this question. <laughs> and I love the responses that I get from it. What is happening for you right now that is guiding you to get support with whatever the specific struggle is? What's happening for you right now in your life that's guiding you to get support with? What is it? This is where people really open up. They will really open up here. They will talk about what's happening in their marriage, what's happening in their friendships, what's happening in their life. Maybe they're getting older. They feel like spending all this time at their nine to five is wasting their happiness and their life. They will really dig deep here. Maybe they've lost a loved one and it's really inspired them to reevaluate their day-to-day habits. You'll get a lot of information here and I guarantee it'll just be really raw and vulnerable for this person. Okay. Number three, um, if you have, okay, now we're going to speak to their specific struggle. So I will say to them, if you had a good launch or a great website or, you know, whatever the problem is, if you found inner peace, (laughs) what impact would that have for you? How would that change your life? So if I help you create a six figure business, how would that change your life day to day? What does that look like? What does it look like now and what will it look like then? So you really want to let people know that they're heard. You want them to get specific with what they need, identifying that struggle. And then you want to have them identify with the transformation, right? What impact will that have for you? How will, you, how will your daily life change? Instead of sitting at your computer 10 hours, 12 hours a day, trying to figure out funnels, trying to figure out how to sell a course, trying to figure out how to track income and expenses. What if you got up in the morning and you went to your bougie gym that you can't afford right now and you sat in the hot tub for two hours and had coffee in the hot tub and had really great conversations with other people that were in the hot tub? Those are changes. (laughs) That's a significant change in someone's daily routine. So those are three questions that you can ask during your sales conversations. I'll review them quickly. Number one, what specifically are you struggling with? Number two, what is happening for you right now that is guiding you to get support? Number three, if you have a good launch, create a website, find inner peace, insert <laughs> insert solution here, what impact will that have for you? How will your daily routine change? That's such a dreamy question. That's why I love it so much. Okay, so now that you've had some time to connect with this person and to really dig deep and learn about them, I want you to present your offer. And I want you to do it in a way that is very confident because this person is looking to you for leadership. So this is where you get to be that leader that they need. So I would go through, here's what my offer includes. It's six months. We have a weekly Zoom call. We have Voxer support etc, etc, whatever those deliverables are. Um, The results that we can expect are, get specific with those results, right? You want to speak to that transformation. You want to bring up the fact that you want them to wake up and go to the hot tub instead of sitting at their computer for 12 hours a day. So really get specific about what your offer includes. And then you get to talk about the investment. And this is where some people stumble and I don't want you to stumble. Because money is just an exchange of energy. They are going to invest with you. You are going to provide a service to them. That's it. Money doesn't make one person better than the other. Money doesn't create this hierarchy of humans. It's just an exchange of energy. That's it. 
And this might take a little bit of practice and that's okay. But if you tell someone, okay, you have two options for investment. You can either do a pay in full for five grand, 10 grand, a million grand, (laughs) whatever that is, or you can choose a six month payment plan or a three month payment plan for 2,500 a month or a thousand a month or whatever those numbers are for you. So I like to word it that way. It's received pretty well. I say, you have two options for investment. Here's what they are. And then you got to shut your mouth. (laughs) This is sales 101. This is one of the very first things I learned way back in that sales conference I was in at the ripe old age of 18. Once you present your offer and the investment, now it's time for the other person to talk. It's time for you to be quiet. There might be some uncomfortable silence right? Because we're talking about money. The person is trying to make a decision. You are trying to guide them in one direction or the other. So there can be some silence. You have to let it happen. You have to just sit there, allow the silence to happen (laughs) and see what happens next. I think as humans, we have this need to fill space, right? Like silence is uncomfortable. So what I've seen a lot of people do is say, oh, the investment is 10,000 or you can do you know, four monthly payments or whatever that is. And the other person goes, oh gosh, that's a lot. And then the person who presented the offer, who was having the sales conversation says, okay, well, if that doesn't work for you, I can do an extended payment plan or maybe I can discount at 20% or, and all this nervous energy comes out, (laughs) which completely undermines your leadership role. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. What you need to do is stay in your power. This is your service that you're providing to this person. You know you're good at it. I know you're good at it. And they know you're good at it or they would not have contacted you. So let's not get weird when we're talking about the investment because that will undermine your leadership role. So present your investment and then be quiet (laughs) and see what the person says. See what they say next. Here are some options about what they will say next. Um, sounds good. Thank you for the information. I need to check with my spouse, my partner, um, whoever that person might be, my Reiki healer, my whatever, whatever, (laughs) whomever. And that's okay. They might also, also say, I need to check my credit card and see if I can get an increase or see what my balance is. There's sometimes there's a financial, um, you know, verification that they have to do totally cool. Or they might say, I need to think about it. Also cool. I am not here to oversell to anyone. I am not a hardcore salesperson. I will not pressure anyone into any investment ever because I would not want that to happen to me. And I have had people, the hardcore sell to me and it is such a turnoff. I am not into it. So I don't teach people to do that. It just feels really gross. So I am someone who respects the time of others You know, if I'm going to make a large investment and I'm going to take a night to think about it, that's my prerogative. It's your prerogative. It's your client's prerogative. So you can stay in that leadership role and still allow them some time and space to think about it, to check with their partner, to check with their credit card or their their bank balance or whatever that might be. But here's the thing. If you leave that, that time, if you say, okay, great, let's reconnect and you leave it open-ended, this person is going to talk themselves out of this decision because we're afraid. There are no guarantees, right? Just like the, the person who went to the sales conference 
she wasn't guaranteed to walk away with all these new skills and contacts and all these things that the conference said they would provide. There's no guarantees at all. There's no guarantees that it'll work for her, that it'll work for you, that it'll work for your client. So here's what we do. I tell people over sales calls, um, absolutely talk to your partner about it. Check your bank, check your credit card. Let's talk tomorrow. And I always say, I give people 24 hours to make a decision. I am super open about what my expectation is. I want to honor them, but I also want to honor myself and my business and my time. So I tell them, okay, great. When I have these conversations, I give people 24 hour notice. Um, I'm sorry. I give people 24 hours to make a decision and I want you to really be, to be sure But I also want you to have time to ask questions that might come up because after these conversations, we have time to sit in some space. Questions come up in our brains, right? And I would never push someone to make a large investment before they've asked all of their questions. But we don't know, we don't know. So sometimes things pop up after these sales calls. So that's what I say. You have 24 hours. So let's talk tomorrow. Say my sales call with them was at 1 p.m. Great, let's talk tomorrow. We'll hop back on Zoom at 1 p.m tomorrow and they will either say yes or no. (laughs) And if that doesn't work for them, we'll set another time, but there has to be a follow-up, right? Because you really want to help this person. You want to be a leader. Your leadership starts now. It doesn't start when you're working together and you're doing them a huge disservice. If you say, okay, let's catch up when you're ready. That's a huge disservice. And I can guarantee that person is going to leave that call thinking, oh, maybe she doesn't want to work with me because she really wasn't that accommodating and she didn't like, you know, set a follow-up and I don't know if she really wants to work with me. So setting that follow-up sets a tone. It puts you in your leadership role. It tells them that you're serious about helping them. And it tells them that you've listened to what their needs are and you hear that their needs are right now. Not next week, not the week after, not in three months. (laughs) They are right now. So give them 24 hours, set a time, set a follow-up time. Something else I do during these calls when I'm wrapping up is I say, okay, great. Take a day. In the meantime, after this call, I'm going to send you a follow-up email and it's going to have a recap of everything that we've talked about. Because guarantee you talked about a lot of things. And it's hard for someone to make a decision if you are expecting them to remember everything that you said. So I say, I'm going to send you an email. It's going to have a bulleted list of all the things we talked about all the details of the program. And then I say, and also I want to, I want you to be ready in case you make a decision before tomorrow. So just know that in this email, there's going to be links for you to sign up, to make your payment and sign up. So I'll put links in there for a pay in full and the payment plan. That way, if you're sitting tonight over a glass of wine, you're like, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm ready. I'm going to do it. You will have the ability to do that. So you won't have to wait for tomorrow for our follow-up call. But again, full transparency. I would never send someone an email with a link to make a payment without telling them first. <laughs> that to me feels a little bit aggressive. <laughs> so I always say these things up front. And then I also say, I'm also going to send you my contract via a site called HelloSign. I love HelloSign. I'm going to send you a contract via a site called HelloSign. It's going to have everything about the program. That way you have it tonight so you can go through it to make sure this is the right fit for you right? Because it's a big decision. If someone invests 15K with me for a one-on-one program, I want to give them all the information up front, 
before they do it. So I find that those things really help someone feel taken care of. They see that you have your shit together legally and with your systems as well, and that you have a really solid process in your sales calls. So if you're not doing those things in your sales calls, I highly, highly suggest that you do. Okay, so you've had this conversation. You've told them what to expect. You've clearly set expectations, and now you get to disconnect from the outcome. (laughs) And this is something that can be really, really difficult because if you're sitting there and you're like, wow, if this person signs up with me and pays in full, that's going to be X amount of dollars. And then in our minds, we start to say, okay, so this month I will generate this much revenue, da-da-da-da-da. And you kind of hold on to it really tightly. I don't want you to do that. I want you to get into a space where you say, okay, great. If this person signs up with me, I'm excited to work with them. If they don't, they don't. Let's move on. There will be another person. The business will continue to grow. Money will continue to come in from unexpected places. And I will continue to be able to support people in a way that makes me really happy. So disconnecting from that outcome is super, super important. Okay. So now that you've done all those things, <laughs> you might have some communication from this person in this 24-hour period. This, this might happen, and that's okay. And they might have more questions, because like I said earlier, we don't know what we don't know, and sometimes questions come up. So I've had two questions come up to me um, that I want to share with you, because it, it took me some time to figure out what to do with these questions. One of them is, I'm really excited. I want to work with you. Can I sign up with you later? Will you have this program three months from now, next year, blah, blah, blah. Can I sign up later? Um, My answer is always, I probably won't have any spots open. I don't have any way of knowing that. All I know is that I have a spot open right now. Maybe it's the last one. Maybe I have two. Always be super authentic (laughs) with that. We are honest people in every respect of our business. So I will say, you know, I only have a spot open right now or two spots or whatever that might be. So if you're looking to work together next year, it's very possible that I won't have a spot open. And it's also very likely because I do this every year, sometimes twice a year. It's also very likely that the investment will be higher next year. And I think you're ready right now. And then I also say if you're feeling, you know, a little bit of fear coming in, let's talk about that you know, what is the reason for wanting to work together later? Nine times out of 10, they're scared because there's no guarantees and it's a lot of money. You know, I I never want to say that 10K or 5K or 2,500 is not a lot of money because it is. It is. So you really want to be respectful of people and let them know that you really want to work with them now for those reasons. You may not have a spot open later and the investment will likely be higher Um, so those things are really, really important. And if someone says to me, um, you know, people have said this to me before, um, I really want to work with you. Can I leave a deposit and then work with you next year or whatever that might be? And I did take it. I've done this twice. Let's be honest. I've done this twice where I have taken deposits and both times, (laughs) This is not true for every coach. Both times these people ghosted me. Both times. So I no longer take deposits. I won't do it. But here's what I will do. I will tell someone, and this is totally up to you depending on your client roster and timing of your, you know, one-on-one clients and your life, et cetera, et cetera. But I will say to them, 
If you want to start in three months, we can absolutely do that. But I have to get the contract signed now and we have to start the payment plan now or the painful or whatever they choose. I do have some flexibility there. Keep in mind, this is something that's really, really important. If you are taking payments and contracts from clients and they're not starting until later, that can create a massive bottleneck. For example, if you take five clients at a time and all five of them have signed up now to start later, the money that you have taken as payment, as revenue, you will spend that between now and the time they start, for example. Say they start in three months or six months. So in three or six months, you can't have five people that are doing one-on-one coaching with you where you have calls every week and all this stuff happening with no revenue coming in, right? Because it's already come in six months prior and you've already you know, utilized it for your business, for your life, da-da-da-da-da. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Something else I have learned from in my 12 years of coaching. Watch out for the bottleneck. (laughs) It can make things really difficult because then what you have to do is take on more clients, which is very time consuming. And that can really throw your business off. It can throw your energy off. It can be really not smart from a business standpoint. Okay. So those are some questions that I get during that 24 hour notice. And the ones that sign up, We'll say, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. And then you get to say, great. Did you see the email? Did you see the contract? And they will say, yep, I'm in. I will sign the contract and send the payment right away. Awesome. And then you're good. And if they say they're not ready, they're choosing not to work with you. That is okay. That is totally okay. If they send me an email and say, you know, I've decided not to move forward. I will respond to them and thank them for their time. And I will also say, if any questions come up for you in the next couple of days, let me know. I'm happy to answer them because I want it to be a really positive experience for them. Even if they don't want to work together right now, they might later and that's okay. But that's part of disconnecting from the outcome is being really respectful, not pushing, providing support. So leaving them with that warm fuzzy, you know, if you have any questions over the next couple of days, please let me know. I'm happy to answer them. That creates a warm fuzzy and that keeps you in your leadership role. And that's what I want for you. I want you to be generating sales from dream clients who you love working with, who respect your leadership so that your business can continue to grow. So I hope those uh, little tidbits were helpful for you. And if you need to make small tweaks in your sales process, please do. I know these will help and I'm excited to share them with you. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Tech Champagne. And I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.